Okay. Oh, wait. Oh, we have a new beginning. I don't know if you've listened to our podcast yet. I haven't heard the new beginning, no. Okay, so the new beginning. Ready? Ready? What's... Ready? Wait, what's going... Oh, is this is this a reenactment of the famous? It's not even a reenactment. It's just it's is, now our title. Ready? You say welcome to ethical writing. Walker on what? Welcome to ethical writing. Oh, welcome to ethical writing. I flipped a table. That was, that was a loud noise. Yes, because it's the sound of flipping a table. Because in ethical writing, we flipped the table. Well, it's technically a tea tray, and then we set it back up. Yeah. So that's now how it's we very, start the podcast. It's very we ethical. We set it back up. That's a terrific. Table and then setting it back up. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to ethical writing. You said welcome to ethical. You whispered at me. Say welcome to ethical writing, and I was like, walk around the table. What am I supposed to say? <laughs> what is going on? Yes. So this week it's me, your intrepid host and only person who appears consistently on this podcast, Katrina. Also, the only reason we have a podcast. It's your me. Well. I'll go one step further. It's your podcast. It is. It is my podcast. It is your podcast. I. I mean, I've made a few appearances. So and some other people. What's your name? I'm Lance. Yes, this is Lance. I should introduce myself because they can't see me. <laughs> and so, um, actually, I don't know if I've told the story, but when I was doing my last show out at La Jolla Playhouse, oh, oh, I'm making terrible things on my coffee table. Um, I was I was coasters. talking on a headset. And I was like, do, 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 do. And my ASM was like, Katrina, you should start a podcast. you just listening to you talk. And I'm like, I have one. Don't you listen to my podcast? I have Come one. Come on. <laughs> of course I have one. Also, we are joined by our, our amazing decorative gourd. This is Pepe. It's really nice. Pepe the decorative gourd. Well, it's a nice decorative gourd. And he's in a Christkindlmarkt mm-hmm. uh, mug, too. So that's that's a double whammy. Yeah. So it's very holiday-esque, and Pepe we received yesterday, <laughs> or Saturday, from our CSA, and we named him last night. This is, we'll take a picture and show you Pepe. Do you, He's do you, tiny. He's a tiny. It's a very tiny. Board. Well, it fits in a mug, so it has to be. It's a tiny mug. It's a small this mug, too. This is not too. like a nice, giant cup of hot chocolate mug. It's like a tiny mug. Because you, of course, can't see the mug at home. No. But no. the, but the this mugs, is, Can you hear Pepe? I'm holding it in front of the microphone. This they is can Pepe. Hear, if they can hear Pepe, that's either amazing technology that I didn't know existed, or, you know, we we should give a hotline for mental health issues. One, <laughs> or, one or the other. But yes, that's Pepe. Anyway, so that's who we have in the apartment. We Steve Pet, who has missed the last two recordings, he was very busy with a bachelor party this weekend. And then apparently double booked himself this evening. So is he doing something? Is he doing two more things? Or was this the thing that he double booked no, himself with? No, I think he was doing two other things. Oh. Like he was already double booked. Well, a bachelor party and two other things? Yeah. And then the bachelor party all weekend. Busy, busy. Oh, all weekend. Looks oh. fun. I know. Bachelor parties are getting very intense these days. Mine was just going camping. which I love. We went to the House in the Rock in mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Just great. We went camping. It was great. Again, I feel like that's low key. mine. Will be like six hours. Of course, I did want it to be Vegas, but that had to get canceled. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I'll just go to Vegas once I'm married, possibly without my then husband. Okay. Yeah, because I want to run the half marathon, so it has to be in November. Oh, okay. Whether or not that works out, and then I want to see the strip show, preferably Thunder Down Under. When I was in Germany. By the way, kids, I went to Germany. When I was in Germany, I saw... Maybe I talked about this on the last post. On the last podcast. Anyway, 
There was a there was a poster wow. in Bremen for a show called I don't know it was something about boy bands I think it was literally called boy bands and I got really excited because I came up with the idea for a strip show where it's like five really attractive men who strip while singing uh, iconic boy band songs and I was like that is a show for women and I would go see it I would 100% see people strip to Backstreet Boys songs slash NSYNC songs if I knew slash new kids on the block songs more, if I knew more lyrics or more song titles, I could come up with clever double entendres with um, right. But I, I want it that way. Backstreets back, all right. Yeah, yeah. That's really all I got right now. That's. I mean, I didn't even have that. There's much. always boys to men. <laughs> you could definitely sing some boys you to men. You can sing some boys to men. While stripping. This sounds like a very intrepid idea. I'm just saying that if I were a producer in Vegas, I would be all over this idea. Because the women would come. Particularly the millennials. Dum -dum. Oh, good call. Yeah! Well done! Thank you! Yeah. Unintentional. <laughs> anyway, that's my story. Vegas, uh, well you could head to Vegas because you're going to be possibly in Southern California, which is where I now am. Right, right? So but could... Vegas... Uh, it's complicated. Well, I guess I could fly and that makes it easier. But, like, I'll, I would usually do a, what am I trying to say? A road trip. And it's a five-hour mm -hmm. drive. Yeah, it's not a short trip. Which is nice. But at the same time, I'm like, that's my one day off a week. Yeah, you don't want to spend ten hours of it. In a car. Driving. Driving a Vegas. In Southern California through the desert. Yeah. That's not a great way to spend your day off. I've done it once. I wouldn't oh, really? Mind, yeah. And I wouldn't mind doing it again. I couldn't do it last time I was in San Diego because I was training for a marathon, so my Mondays had to be sacrosanct because I had to go and Not, run three miles and then lay on the Oh, you the did run. I did run. Oh, so it wasn't your day off, your rest day? That was your... That was that my was running day. day. Okay. And then I would lie on the couch and yeah. eat chocolate-covered pretzels. It's funny enough because my, my post-run uh, booster was always a peanut butter chocolate shake. That was my... Oh, yeah. Carbs, proteins, fats, got it all right there. I do chocolate milk and then chocolate-covered pretzels. Nice. Yeah, and now I'm addicted to chocolate-covered pretzels. I mean, those two flavors, savory, sweet, the crunch, the melty it's chocolate. It's a great, up on great flavor. I love it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So do you name do you name all the gourds? No, that's place? the pumpkin pie squash. Okay. What's that that's we treat as a, pump, as a decorative gourd. kind of a name. Because I don't know what to do with it. It's kind of a name. Yeah. I think Nick, also known as Google Monkey, is going to use it. There's always like this Halloween pumpkin carving contest at work, and I think he's going to use it for that. All right. I don't know. Um, so have you have you regaled your listeners with a story of of Google Monkey? Well, Google Monkey is he often appears on the podcast. Oh, I'm sure, but how do you get the name Google Monkey? I don't know if I know this story. Do you? Do I don't. You... I think we just just. Oh, I think because it, it's similar to Code Monkey. And then, like, okay. in our relationship, I just, he's the one that usually has his data turned on on his phone. So, I would ask a question, and then he would Google it. And so, it just became his job. So, you don't need Alexa or Google Voice or Siri or anything, because no, you're, have... you're marrying Nick. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah, all right. I have a Google monkey <laughs> who Googles things for me. Which, oh, look. Oh, Is... no. Sorry, that's a different thing. We were both texting our respective spouses. Yes, and then so. the text that just came in was not actually from one of our partners. 
Just well, it sort of is. Cider was my partner for many years, just not my romantic partner. Cider? Cider. He's an elf. Well, he was an elf. Now he's a Santa Oh, I yes. thought... Right. No, have we made this announcement on the podcast yet? I am not going back to Santa Land this year. Shortcake is staying in Chicago for staying, Christmas. Staying a one-year respite. When, when was the last year that you weren't a, a Santa's elf? Yeah, in New York. The last year I wasn't a Santa's elf was 2011. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it would have been no, much, much longer off. ago. Okay. So I was an elf for three years, then I took a year off and did a show, and then I came back and did six years as a straw boss. But okay. the last time that I have not been in New York for Christmas mm-hmm. was 2007, maybe. All right. The last time, the last time that I did not visit Santa on Christmas Eve was 2007. I, I would have guessed it was further back than that, but I guess oh, it makes no, sense because why? There for ten years. Well, only you know. Well, yeah, that's why it's kind of a big deal. And it why, is a big when deal. I decided not to go back to Santa Land this year, I yeah. was in Germany crying. Yeah. And like sending out the minimalist emails and couldn't actually <laughs> express my emotions because I was in a hostel in Fusen. And I was like, it is inappropriate to break down in sobs on the top bunk right now. Also, I have to go visit a castle. So I'm like walking the Alps Rond, Alps Ren, Alps something. Uh, I'm not sure. Alps, Alps, I don't know. There's a lake right next to Neuschwanstein. Oh, I don't, know what that's, I don't know what that's called, actually. Called Alps something. I, I have never been to Neuschwanstein. I spent a year in Germany, been there several times, but never. Neuschwanstein, never the, Neuschwanstein. the hiking around there is fantastic. I'm sure it's beautiful. It is a tourist destination, and so those tours, they get you in and out in 20 minutes. I'm sure it's Germany's version of a tourist route. You would love the Bavarian King's Museum. I'm sure I would. Yes. Lots of history. I kind of wanted to pay extra to do the children's version of the museum because you got a crown at the end of it, but I did not. And instead I just looked at all the things and now know far more about the Bavarian line than I ever thought I would need to. It's a long history. The Wittelbergs. I don't know a lot about Bavarian history. I know quite a bit about the history of uh, Badania. Baden, where I was when I lived in Germany. Where was, where, northern Germany? Uh, southern, southwestern okay. Germany, right along the French border. So I know quite Got a bit it. about that. That's about like that the history. romantic road. Um, I also don't know what that is. Well, it's a marketing ploy that Germany put together. Not bad. There's the romantic road, mm-hmm. and then they have the fairy tale road, which is what I did. Oh, through an Turns out. Okay. Uh, so I was like, it's the fairy tale road. There'll be lots of tourists. No. Really? No, really, not that many tourists. And if there are tourists, they're German. They're old, retired German people on the fairy tale road. And I was like, great, it's them and me. <laughs> old German people can be adorable. They though. are adorable. It's just really funny because I was like, where are all the American tourists? I don't understand why not everyone is storming the Grimwelt Museum <laughs> and Castle. Like, what is happening? And then I got to Fusen and I was like, I found the Americans. Here they are. They're here. Hooray. They're, they're in Neuschwanstein. Just follow the sound of English being spoken very yes, loudly. very loudly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know why, but I have this image of Neuschwanstein as, like, just tourists everywhere. I have a picture... Basically, yes. Asian tourists, European tourists, a few Germans maybe, but Americans run just... Just... Every, every nationality under the sun. Yes. Swarming, because, I mean, you know, it's the image everybody knows. That's what a castle looks like. Yeah. It's so iconic. But then they don't really let you explore the castle. It's a very specific tour. They 
like they talk to you and you don't really get to like look around the room very much at all and then you're back out and they're yeah. like have a gift shop and you're like but I they do let you explore the grounds and that's free sure it's only inside the castle that you have to pay for Makes and sense. there are yeah. two castles plus a museum so of course I did all three well, I didn't know there were two castles at Mushroom oh yes Shrine. there's Holling Schwanau which did not King know that. Maximilian the first Ludwig the second's father built mm-hmm. okay Ludwig II, for those who are not familiar with Bavarian history, and we were just built assuming all of you are. Yeah, because I was in Germany and I was like, my plan is to visit, do the fairy tale road and learn all about the Grimm's brothers and to visit castles. Because while I have not yet been to a concentration camp, maybe 2018 is not the year to do that. Uh, yeah. Things are getting a little sticky right now. See, it's interesting because I have never been to Neuschwanstein and I, and I have been to a concentration camp, though. I well, was, I was at Buchenwald. I think it's. I would have gone out of my way. I feel like that's a very that's an important piece of history that everyone should visit. Twenty eighteen is not very, the year for that. It, it's very sobering to do. Um, in some ways, twenty eighteen <laughs> might be just the year to do it. In some ways, I feel like I've already been reminded that humans are terrible. As if we needed a reminder? I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't need a reminder that humans are terrible yeah. people when I'm currently living it <laughs> in my own country. Yep. So. Yeah. So, you ran a marathon. Ran the yeah. Berlin Marathon. Congratulations. Thank you. You've now done... Three. Uh, you've done three world majors, right? Three world so you've majors. done New York, Chicago, and Berlin. Yep. Congratulations. Thank You're... you. Are there I six or seven? More. I was going to say, six? I thought so. There's Congratulations. Six. Yes. And they really, they're very much pushing the world majors in their marketing. Really? Yeah, much more than when we ran Chicago in okay. 2013. Well, there's a whole you know, wall dedicated to, like, here are the six world majors, and so it was that thing. It's even more, like, they now put the world majors on the t-shirts. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And there's, like, a whole, and you can get a special bib that says, like, this is your last world major to run. Oh, that's nice. So that, like, after this, you've run all six. Nice. Like, and people would be like, this is my fourth world. I did not get one of those bibs, but you could. You didn't, there wasn't one that said, this is my third I'm sure there was. Really? I think there's like a check mark you can like. I don't oh, okay. Know. But I was not looking for that because right. I have only done my third, so I still have to do Tokyo, Boston, and London. Mm-hmm. In that order? Uh, I will do Tokyo and London, whichever one I get into the lottery first. Sure. I'll take a few years off of entering the lottery because I have to get married and hopefully have babies. Oh, that's. And tough. I don't want to have to defer marathons around pregnancy. Around pregnancy, that. That sounds or a wedding like a lot more logistics than I can plan off in my life. Of yeah. course, I myself won't have that problem. But so, and then I think Boston will be the last one I run because I'll charity run that, and then yeah, my I'm... final marathon will be Big Sur <laughs> as my reward. Nice. Yeah, the, I'm saving the hardest marathon for last when I'll be old, and it'll be even harder. Yay! I mean, some some moments in my life, I think, oh, I can get in shape enough to qualify for Boston, and then I'm like, nope. I mean, I can. Like, it's it's conceivable. It's conceivable. It's conceivable. In theory, I could run a sub four. My brother and I technically share the same genetic makeup. And, and you were it, you were he, saying before we started, he ran a sub four. He, he did, ran a three fifty one. He's also like eight inches taller than me and three years younger, and has less body fat and is male and cross trains, like crazy. And is Usain Bolt's cousin? Uh, no, he's not. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess he could be. <laughs> Highly unlikely. You say Bolt has not shown up at any of my family reunions. I wouldn't say that we share a resemblance, 
But sure, we could do a not DNA at, test. Not at first glance. No, besides Usain Bolt, he can't he doesn't have the endurance. He's a sprinter. It's it was the first run of the came to mind. I admit it wasn't it wasn't great. Come on, Lance, you don't I'm, follow Mo Farah? Not really. You, Elliot, you, that's right, you didn't even know who I broke didn't, the world I, record. No, I didn't know who that was. The and who day was I on, ran the Berlin Marathon, Elliot On your Kim Berlin Chunky Marathon medal, yep. Broke the world record. I I will pay attention when somebody runs a, two, a sub two-hour marathon. That's every He's time... He's so close, it's the same runner. He only was off by 25 seconds. I was going to say, every time there's a new a new marathon time, like, did they break two? Did they break two? And so that no. that's going to be a heck of a day. But, well, it's good. it could take a few years. Because I think now we're down to 201-something. Okay. Yeah. 201-something. I used to have, like, two weeks ago, I knew this number off the top of my head. No, I don't. It's been a while since I've run the mm. marathon, and I, I've i never been that much into... You did Chicago or, twice, right? I did Chicago twice, yep. Yeah. So that was in 2013, then 2015. Mm-hmm. Again, was the last time. So. Right, 2015 was when I did the Dopey. And then I did twenty. I did New York twenty sixteen because right. we ran Chicago together. Yep. Not together, like at the. We were in the same. In race. the same same pool that day. <laughs> yep. And I think we had similar finishing times. I my first marathon was five, and I didn't train as well as I should for my second. So I think my second was somewhere around five twenty. Yeah. I just I just broke five hours my first one. It was like four fifty nine thirty. Yeah, you beat me like. By like twenty nine seconds, I want to say, because I was like four fifty nine fifty seven. Something like that. Okay. I want to say for my Chicago, I have not broken five. No, I did. I broke five during the dopey. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, that's something. Just under. You, the dopey is five k, ten k, half, and then a full. Yep. Yeah, and I've I never, could have PR'd that day. Never done anything like that. I could have PR'd, but I was like, oh, but I'd have to run really, really fast, and I couldn't stop for photos. And the whole point of doing Disney is that you stop for photos. Yeah. So why would I, why would I do that? My wife and I were at Disneyland. How was uh, it? Oh, it was great. Was she, it your first Disneyland? Uh, it was not my first Disneyland. I have been, I had been to Disneyland and Disney World each once. Mm-hmm. This was my wife's first time at any Disney <gasps> resort. It was great. We had so much fun. Did you I mean, do both parks? Uh, yes, we got the we got the Hoppa. Mm-hmm. Passes, we could jump it's back so and forth. It's so worth it at it Disneyland. Is, it is worth it. And I have to say, um, uh, Meg and my wife talked me into doing the the Max Pass. Yes, on phone. also worth it. Matt tries 10 bucks a ticket, and you can get your next ticket while you're in line mm-hmm. for the for a ride. I mean, it's it's great. It was totally worth it. Uh, she'd never been to any Disney property, so we did that as a whole long birthday weekend, three days. At, oh, you did all three days? Yes, we did. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Wow. You know, whatever we wanted. Did you run out of stuff to do? I've never done more than one day at Disneyland. You know what? We did uh, all Disneyland on Saturday, all California Adventure on Sunday, and then Monday we just did whatever we wanted a second time. Mm. Um, Monday we were a little disappointed because they were closing Disneyland early for a Halloween event. We were a little disappointed, but um, you know we got through stuff and then... Well, we had dinner. Pause for editing. We had dinner, uh, dinner reservations anyway that night, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Right. Um, yeah. We no, we didn't run out of things to do. There was stuff that we did at nighttime that we wanted to do during the day, um, and some stuff that we just really wanted to do again. Um, I mean, those parks are 
small enough so that you can, you know, if you're well organized, you can hit all the, I mean, basically all the attractions, or at least, you know, uh, all the ride rides in a day. Mm -hmm. so we, had, we just had fun. We ate our way across those parks. I oh, mean, yeah. Megan is is a big baker, and she loves, uh, you know, she loves looking at food and pictures of food and researching food. So she she knew where all the special churros were and the special. So we just ate our way across this park. We had so much fun. It was great. great. Did you do parades or shows or rides? Um, we did. Greets. Um, we we didn't do any meet and greets ourselves. We don't have kids, so I'm sure. You know. When does that? It doesn't Stop have, you. No, it doesn't have anything to do with I anything. I had a private meet and greet with Pluto and Spider-Man. doesn't have anything to do with anything. I'm just saying. And the Black Panther, now that I think about it. I'm sure that when and we Snow White. kids. Why wouldn't you take meet and greets? I don't know. Lance. I think because it was our first time there, and we uh, just wanted to sort of, to make sure we hit everything in the parks. Fine. So. All I'm saying is that I'm sure when we have kids, and, you know, when... You know, when we go back, I'm sure I'm sure there'll be some meet and greets then. Mm -hmm. But the right back right at the beginning, um, I saw somebody with a half marathon T-shirt on, and I was like, I haven't actually entered a race since I think the last time I was in a race was the was the marathon in 2015. Oh right. I've been promising myself that I'm going to run a half marathon. I told myself I was going to do one just on my own this year. I think I'm the kind of person that needs to actually enter a race to have to run it because if you run mm -hmm. from our place to uh, the Pacific Ocean, if you run from our place to Santa Monica, mm -hmm. uh, that's a half marathon. And I was oh, like, right. I'm just going to do it myself this year. I haven't done that. So no, of I think, course not. No, of course not. Of course not. You need to like enter, fill out a form and enter a race to actually yeah. have the motivation to do that. So I, I was like, that'd be fun. I can't get myself to run more than six miles without having a race to train for. That makes perfect sense. And so I think that's been one of the big discoveries about myself this year is that as good as it is to be like, well, that I'll just run out to Santa Monica. I mean, you know, further and further each time. But, you know, unless you actually pay the money mm -hmm. to enter, to fill out that race form, yeah, it's not happening. No. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. so how many marathons have you run? Do you know? Six. Marathons? Yep. That's a much smaller number than I thought it would be. Uh, yeah, no, I did, I've done Disney World twice. I okay. did the Goofy and the Dopey. I've done New York twice. And then Chicago and Berlin. Okay. But I do I do have many medals. I was going to say, because you've done a lot of smaller I've races. I've done a lot of halves. Sure. I've done a lot of Disney races. Like, I got Disney <laughs> out, which I didn't know was possible, but I did. Um, and I do a lot of halves. And when you're training to in New York, if you live in New York, to get guaranteed entry to the marathon, you have to run nine races and volunteer for a tenth. Oh, that's it's called right. the 9 plus 1 program. So if you're living in New York, you're automatically running nine races a year. Sure. Um. Many of those are half marathons or 10 milers or whatever. They come with medals. I try to do the Soldier Field 10 miler every year. That comes with a medal. The Shamrock Shuffle is an 8K that comes with a medal. I'm hoping to do the... I'm hoping to do the Hot Chocolate. Usually I try to do the 15K, but this year I'm in tech, so I think I can only do the 5K. Doesn't come with a medal. The 5K doesn't come with a medal? No. Only the 15K gets a medal. That seems silly. Oh, I was so upset. She gave you a lapel pin or something. I am so mad. And then I'm hoping to do a turkey trot, which, again, for like four years in a row, I always did the Prospect Park turkey trot. Mm -hmm. And you got a medal and a hat. I have like four hats from this race. And this year I won't be in New York and I won't be able to run it. So I'm going to try to run the Chicago turkey trot. And then there's a apple cider 8K or a hot cider 10K. I'm going to think I'm going to try it. This is what I do. I, like, find these races that are far more expensive than they should be, and I just throw money at them 
because it gives me something to do and I like having the bibs and the metals. And it keeps me relatively healthy. Well, the the hot chocolate is pretty good swag, right? It's nice swag. Yeah. Uh, the metal, and they, the and metal. they give you, like, decent chocolate at the end. Yeah. And the, the metal is, if you run the 15K, the metal is well, yeah, 15. I mean, the metal is the swag of swag. I mean, that's what, oh, you're, yeah. that's what you're going for. I know. But, Some yeah. places it's a teenage iron metal, and you're like, really? <laughs> Sir? But the Soldier Field 10 metal gives you a good swag, gives you a good metal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you deserve a medal for anything more than, basically from 15k up, you deserve a medal. Yeah, 5k is nice, but in 3.2 miles, that's, you know. 3.1. Okay. 10k is 6.2. Alright. Which, interesting thing about I was, Berlin. I was rounding up. No, Berlin I mean, was interesting because they, I, of course, being American, trained with miles. Right. And then I get to the marathon and everything's in kilometers. Because they don't bother doing it, because who uses miles except stupid Americans? Stupid Americans. So, yeah. so everything is a kilometer marker. So I had to like do math to find my new split time because right. of course I um, I know what I'm shooting for per mile and I was like oh right so I'm supposed to be running a 725 kilometer great I can do that <laughs> sure and then but then I'd see the the markers and I was like oh great we're at ten that, that's great that I feel great for ten ten k is not ten miles people I know that would throw me off it threw me off that I went out too fast and I always yeah. went too fast but that one I went out too fast because. In my head, I was like, I'm farther along than I actually yeah. was. Because when you run a marathon, they have it in kilometers, you know, next to the miles for people that, except for the stupid Americans, are used right. to the real system of measurements as opposed to miles. <laughs> um, but no, that would throw me off. Because in my head, like, hey, 26.2, I can do this. But then mm -hmm. you get there and you have to, what is, is it 50? 40K. It's like 40. Oh, okay. It says it on my shirt. Does it say it on my bib? Hold on. We're pausing while Katrina gets the bib. Katrina's going to her, her wall of swag. Does not say on the bib. Well, again, because the only reason you'd have to have it on the bib or metal is because of the stupid American who doesn't, American. Who doesn't know how much it is. It says it on my shirt. Okay. Which is in the other room. It's yeah, like 40.125. Okay. Kay. I thought it was in the 50s, but again, the stupid American who doesn't actually no. use metric. It's 40 so. okay. All right. So, I want it to be 42K, but it's not. Maybe it is 42.125? I have no idea, guys. No clue. So I'd be interested to know, like, American runners who go abroad, like, if they do Tokyo or Berlin, if they have to start training in kilometers? Maybe. Because that I... seems like a good idea, because you get there, and it's like, it's a different unit of measure. It's the same thing, but in your head? Right. You're it's right. You run, you run 10K, and you're like, oh, I'm halfway to... No. 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 Yeah. I, and what's crazy is I didn't even consider that in my training. Sure. I was like, oh, it's another marathon. I've done this before. Well, again, it's like, so, why would you why would you question the units right. of measurement that you use? Yeah. Oh, and I got there, and I got to the expo too late. They were sold out of the women's large jackets. They only had medium. And I tried to convince myself that medium was acceptable, and twice my brother was like, that looks tight. And I was like, oh, he's right. Your brother who's been living in Germany has developed that German sense of direct honesty. <laughs> well, he had that before he went to Germany. <laughs> but so I ended up buying a men's jacket, which 
I'm not, I don't think it's as flattering as the women's jacket, but it does have man pockets, which was a pleasant surprise. Pockets, I, you know, women have it a lot tougher than men do. One of the many reasons is pockets. Pockets? Yeah. Man pockets. I was like, yeah. look at all the stuff that can fit these I know. man pockets. I, every time I see a woman with her st- her cell phone crammed into, into her back pocket, mm-hmm. I'm like, that thing's going to fall out at any moment. Cause... Did you see the article that went around where someone, oh, it might have been Teen Vogue, actually measured, like they procured jeans and measured pockets. No, I haven't seen and that. And now we have, quanti- we have data that shows that women's pockets, pockets. Are, infi- are inferior. Yeah. Also, going back to the concept of my brother being very abrupt, so while I was in Germany, I had two different waiters tell me I had ordered too much food. Like, as I'm ordering food at yep, a restaurant, <laughs> they were like, no, that's too much food. Don't order that. <laughs> and I'm like, but I'm hungry. And they're like, no, you don't need that much food. Ich habe gerade einen Marathon gerannt. It's, yes. that's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, don't, you probably don't have this problem. When I was in Germany, I, of course, am from German descent, so I look German. Mm-hmm. So and people it, and your name is Hermann. And my so. name is Hermann, Katrina Hermann. It's a very German name. So people would speak to me in German as if I wasn't a tourist, which was more frustrating than I expected it really? to be. Yeah, I enjoyed that they left me alone until I needed something. That I appreciate about German. I do appreciate that, but then when I opened my mouth to speak, I they did not give me the courtesy of then speaking. I was like, please speak to me in English. And they were like, we're going to speak to you in German. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> what, what you could do is um, speak German with an obvious accent or poorly because then they'll switch immediately. Oh, no. Well, no? I couldn't even do that because I'd have to be like, English? <laughs> <laughs> English? And they were like, oh, if I have to. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. Because when I when I first visited German Germany and even when I moved there for a year, like I would, uh, I'd try and do something or order something or something in German, and before I developed my accent, they would hear my American accent or you know I'd say something wrong, and they'd immediately answer me in English. Like I tried to order a sausage from a street vendor once, and I ordered in my what I thought was my best German. And he looked me in the eye and said, do you want one or two? <laughs> and I thought, I need to get better at this. So. Yeah, I did not have that experience. That's weird. I, I had it when I was in Luxembourg, like, many, many years ago. But, like, even, I remember going to, like, the, oh, Rossmann's, which is their version of a CVS or Walgreens. Right. And I, like, could not find the USB adapter. And I had my phone with my Google Translate and it was like, I was like, okay, USB adapter in German. And they were, it said, USB adapter. And I was right. Like, okay. I'll, and I walked to the woman and I was like, whoa, East USB adapter. Yeah. And she spoke to me in German in, in and German. then like pointed in that direction and said words. And I was like, well, at least she pointed. Okay. And then I decided to wander the store some more, which I had already been wandering <laughs> until I saw a sign that said photo. And I was like, oh, photo. It's that sounded like supplies. a word she just said. Oh, okay. Oh, I found the USB adapters. I'm trying to think of the German word for ad- adapter. No, really, Google Translate said it was USB adapter. USB adapter. Because in French, at least an electrical adapter is adaptateur, and I don't, I don't remember what the well, German is. But that's not really riveting podcast material. I don't so know. I think we're very exciting. <laughs> I think you and I are, in fact, riveting. I 
again, shout out to our two fans, Steve Downing and Chelsea Lynn. Thank hey! you for listening. We appreciate you. Miss you guys. Uh, wait, what was this convention you were in town for? Uh, this was Which, a con- by the way, also, Lance needs to explain the difference between a conference and a convention. Uh, the only difference is the name. I am going to a conference uh, in Iowa City next week. Um, this uh, I came back into town for this. This is a convention. Uh, I am a member of an international organization, which is called the Committee for Workers International. And I belong to the U.S. branch, which is called Socialist Alternative. And so we just had our convention so um we were deciding on um our outlook for the u.s in politics for the next couple of years we were deciding on where we think we can be most effective um helping working people and making working people's lives better so this was uh i mean this was kind of an internal thing because you you know you couldn't there was no reason for you to go unless you were a member so that was my was my sense of it is that a convention you know we we convene we all come together to talk about things, to have debates over uh, different issues, uh, make decisions, uh, elect leadership, things like that. And then a conference, uh, which I'm going to next weekend, um, you know, you pay your money and anyone can anyone can go, mm-hmm. just the general public. So that's my that's my sense of the difference. It doesn't really okay. matter. It's just, eh, you know, yeah, words, you know. Yeah. Do you like being back in the Midwest? Oh, I do. It's it's great to be back. I um, I was I was telling people it's like it's bizarre because I understand intellectually. Look, I woke up in Los Angeles. I went to LAX. I got on an airplane, and airplanes are fast. And then we landed in Chicago. I, I understand how this process works. Um, I landed at Midway, and I took the L downtown, and the the convention was up by O'Hare. So I went through downtown, and I was like, I just want to get off. I just want to be downtown a little bit, because the next few days are going to be busy, and I can be able to leave the hotel, basically. So I just I walked around downtown a little bit, and I lived in Chicago for more than a decade, and it was just it was weird, because I was walking around downtown, and downtown hasn't changed hasn't changed that much right. since the last time I was here, or you know, really since I moved. Uh, it was just bizarre to be downtown. It was weird, because I was you know schlepping a suitcase behind me, but it's like, I never never left mm-hmm. so it it felt good to be home um uh, my wife and i went apple picking of uh last weekend and Ooh. that was great because we went to the mountains um east of la mm-hmm. and it was cold and we got rained on and i was like it's full <laughs> it's full you guys were telling people like we're from the midwest and this is great it's cold it's rainy it's a season so it's it's been really good to be back in the in the Midwest, in Chicago, and Illinois is home. So yeah. it's just, it feels nice to be back. And you're going yeah. out to visit family, right? Yeah, I uh, convention's done now, so I'm going to go visit family for a couple days and then head off to Iowa City. That's uh, exciting. Yeah, it's it's nice. It was fun that it worked out this way because mm-hmm. I wanted to be back for this convention, and then I went to this conference last year. Mm-hmm. So I'll see some I'll see some colleagues there too. Oh, so that's that was great. really nice. So just had a few days to see family, hang out. Uh, yeah, so it just worked out really nicely. Oh, lovely. Yeah. And how is your narrative me- medicine business going? It's going well. Um, it's been tricky because I've had to sort of start over in L.A., but I think um, I think I'm getting closer to figuring out who I should be talking to in L.A. I've made some good contacts, um, and I'm, I'm kind of figuring out more and more uh, how, to, how to talk to people because what I'm doing, even kind of in the narrative medicine 
world is something a little bit different than what people typically think of. Narrative medicine, when you say that, people usually think of literary mm-hmm. stuff. They think of um, kind of writing exercises and reflective writing and things like that. And with my theater background, I'm all about mm-hmm. speaking and and face-to-face interactions and things like that. So what I'm doing is is weird, even for people that are sort of sympathetic mm-hmm. to the medical humanities in general. So I think I'm getting a lot better about telling people exactly what it is I do and how I can help. And I'm meeting people that are sympathetic and who, it's been really flattering, even though they don't know me very well, are mm-hmm. willing to say, listen, I know some someone you should talk to. Here's an introduction. So it's mm-hmm. going fine. It's been slow going, because uh, like I said, what I'm doing is just a little weird. Uh, even for people who are sympathetic, so it's taken me longer than I, longer than I'd like for it to get started up, um, and to actually get a, a client base built. But I think I'm I'm closer. To, I think I'm closer to the goal. Mm-hmm. It's going fine. Is is the is the short answer? Good. Yeah. You've been, have you been able to focus on that full time? No, I'm I'm tutoring and I'm teaching. Oh, okay. Part time. So that's done. what. Uh, I work for a private company that uh, uh, does mostly reading and reading comprehension. Some okay. math, uh, which is kind of fun, uh, but mostly I just reading and reading comprehension, so that's nice. So no, I haven't been able to focus on it uh, full-time, uh, but again, I think I'm getting a lot closer Good. to that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited for where the next, for where the next year is going to go. And it'll be nice to see people uh, again. After I went last year, I was able to talk to some people... Uh, I'm at, at the University of Iowa, and they introduced me to a few more people who are actually at the university. And so, I'm going to be having coffee with a few people who actually work at the university. So, um, it'll be good just to see if um, if there's any room uh, for me to do some work there. Mm-hmm. I mean, just because this is a place that's clearly sympathetic to the medical humanities, this this conference is it's not quite the same people, but it's sort of the intersection of the Iowa Writers Workshop. And the College of Medicine, mm-hmm. so they're, they're very sympathetic to the medical humanities and what uh, talking about uh, medicine as something that humans do, as opposed to strictly uh, an objective scientific approach. Mm-hmm. They're very sympathetic to that approach, and so I, I've been able to meet some people there um, who are interested in what I do and the different approach that I can bring. So I'll. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, some old colleagues again and people that I've only spoken to on the phone since I left last year. Mm-hmm. So it'll be good. It'll be good to be there again because Iowa City is a it's a neat town, especially mm-hmm. after being in LA <laughs> for for a while. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not it's a, it's a college town, so there's lots going on. Right. But still, it's um, it's it's nice to drive around uh, in traffic and not be bumper to bumper somewhere. Yeah. So that'll no, I, I like Iowa City. It'd be fun to be back. Yeah. I've always said, I, I just don't like LA. And I think part of it is I haven't, I haven't found the part of it that's nice. But every time I go up to visit, I'm like, I don't, I don't understand this city. And I don't understand why people live here. I forgot who it was that said LA is a bunch of suburbs in search of a downtown. Mm-hmm. And LA, it's, it's a weird place because it grew up in the 20th century. Mm-hmm. And we had cars and I mean, it grew up around the film industry, I don't know a lot about LA history, but it, um, it, it's a very American 20th century city. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's two story houses uh, all the way. There are little clusters of high rise buildings, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, it's, a, it's very different from any other 
of the city because it's so decentralized and huge and sprawling. And it was there months before I actually knew what the city of Los Angeles looked like because mm-hmm. there's downtown and downtown is kind of in one corner of the city limits. Mm. Um, there's a really thin little slice that goes all the way down due south next to Long Beach and kind of there's a very small piece of the city of Los Angeles which has um, you know, oceanfront mm-hmm. property and then there's sort of downtown and there's all these different cities like Beverly Hills is inside of Los Angeles and all mm. these different mm-hmm. cities inside of Los Angeles and then there's this kind of giant bubble in the northwest which is the San Fernando Valley. Mm-hmm. A lot of that is the city of LA Park. It's a very strange shaped city. So it was fun when we first moved there. We'd go somewhere, we'd explore a direction, a neighborhood, and we'd we'd sit down to lunch or something, and we'd guess, like, are we in L.A. or not? And we'd look up the address and see if we were in L.A. or Culver City or Santa Monica. Or it's it's um, very different kind of place. Southern California is great. I I I really like Southern California. I love San Diego. Yeah, we haven't been down to San Diego yet. We we'd love to. You gotta come. No, we're we'll have to. Because the San Diego Zoo, especially, is on is on Megan's oh, yeah. uh, SoCal bucket list. We've got to get down there. But just pick a direction. Mm-hmm. You can go up the coast, and things are great. You can go up into the high desert, up in the mountains. Like we went apple picking, just because mm-hmm. it's fall, and that sounded like something fun to do. Or um, we went uh, out to the Coachella Valley. Um, we didn't go to Coachella, but that's the valley it's in, and it's famous for growing dates. Mm-hmm. stuff by a date farm and learn about date farming and so you know there's just all kinds of stuff to do as far as you know mm-hmm. lots lots going on in southern california la you know you have to kind of take in its own on its own mm-hmm. terms uh, you know you have to drive everywhere and that's just kind of that's that yeah but, yeah Ugh. yeah it it feels good to be back in chicago yes it does because you know i <laughs> uh you don't you don't realize how many how many books you read until you spend those hours you used to spend commuting in the L in a car. Mm-hmm. Now I listen to lots of podcasts, which is good, but I don't get as many books read just because I spend ten hours a week in a car driving I know. around. And I don't even get to listen. Not well right now. I'm able to take the CTA or ride my bike to work, which is exciting. I'm oh, yeah? hoping to ride my bike consistently, like most of the time. Um, although again, when you're riding your bike, you can't read, <laughs> but I can listen to podcasts as I ride my bike. Um, but when I'm in my car, I feel like I'm working out in Oak Brook or when I'm down at court, I drive because it's 11 miles. That's, I mean, that's a hike. There's no, there's no good way to get down to Yeah, Wicker Chicago. Park to Hyde Park is not an easy yeah. CTA commute. It's either a train to a train to a bus or yeah. a bus to a train to a bus. I don't know. It's convoluted. So it's easier to just drive because yeah. it's like with no traffic is twenty five minutes. Oh yeah, and it's super easy. Um, but I have my car is so old because it's a two thousand seven, <laughs> so I can't even listen to podcasts because I can't even figure out like I bought an FM radio like transmitter yeah, yeah, yeah. that I could plug my iPod into, but because I'm in the city of Chicago, there are no static stations. Because it, you know, it relies every, on having a station. Every out. radio frequency is taken. Every, exactly. <laughs> in the city. So I can't even like listen to podcasts. Yeah. I'm just like, well, I'm listening to a lot of NPR, which I appreciate. Yeah. That's why I'm, but. I'm, not looking forward to getting a new iPhone, because mm-hmm. any anything more advanced than the one I have doesn't have the eighth inch phone jack. Right. And it's like, well, I drive. You know, it's not an old car, but it's old enough that it doesn't have. 
any Bluetooth or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, how am I, <laughs> right? How am I going to plug this in? Exactly. So, yeah. And I'm so well. I'm not so old, but I really enjoy. I have an iPod, which is so I don't have my music on my phone. I don't stream my music. So when I run, I carry an iPod, and like in my car, that's what the podcasts are on. Because sure. I of course don't have an iPhone. I have an Android, and it's like. The iPod doesn't have Bluetooth. Right. And it doesn't have... And I'm just like, why am I... I almost want a cassette tape player so I can just get one of those cassette tape adapters, which is easier to use. But, however, I have been listening to amazing mixtapes from college. So if you'd like some mixtapes circa 2001, (laughs) and by mixtapes, I mean mix CDs. Right. I can hook you up. That sounds great. (laughs) It's a good era for music. You know, that's when that's when you and I were that age where mm-hmm. those are our fondest musical oh, yeah. memories. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm listening to one I made for a friend in, like, 2003, and I'm like, damn, this is a good This CD. is good music. This is, like, Lifehouse is hanging by a moment, and I'm like, yes, well done, 2002 Katrina. Great. Those crazy kids knew what was what. Yeah. Now we're just old. Yep. You said your car was super old. From 2007. I know. The, the dealership still want, keeps wanting me to train it in. It also has 180,000 miles on it. And I'm like, is it 200? Then no, I'm keeping it. Yep. Uh, yeah. I was in the car in LA and uh, our odometer hit 44444. Sent a picture, or took a picture, sent it off to Megan. I was like, make a wish. That's amazing. Then, yeah, it was fun. Awesome. For, fortunately, <laughs> it's LA. So right. you, can't, you can't go a mile without setting the stoplight in L.A. So I was going to say, fortunately, I you know, came to a stop, so right. I wouldn't do this moving, of course, but could get my camera mm. camera phone out and take a picture. But take a picture. you can't go more than a mile without stopping for 20 minutes in L.A. anyway. So. L.A. is the worst. <laughs> I don't know why people live there. I, it's funny. The amount of like anger I hold towards this city is really quite unreasonable. I, I'm... I have good friends in L. I mean, I I love some people in L.A., uh, but at the same time, I, you know, and I don't want to speak ill of L.A. because again, I have good friends. I have good friends who are from L.A. and who are still there and who I'm friends with. But I can't tell you the number of times I've been driving or commuting or whatever, and I'm you know just stopped or things are just you know touch and go, touch and go, touch and go for miles. Can't tell you how many times I've been so close to rolling down my window and screaming why do you all live here why are all of you here? and i've had people tell me like what well, you know we're really fortunate because everybody wants to live in la and i'm like well <laughs> it's fun being here I and mean, there's some great things about la so i get some great people i've been really fortunate to meet but you know um mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah well i can't i can't imagine because i I, of course, had my wedding shower on Saturday, and we had to drive Woo! up to Wilmette for it. Yep. And it's, like, Saturday afternoon at 1.45 on, not even, on, like, the Edens. Right. And there's traffic. And I was just shouting in the car, like, who are, like, this, where are you going? This sucks. It's Saturday. Why are you, it's Saturday. Go Why home are you and watch the car? cartoons, you idiots. What is wrong with you? I was like, where are you going? And Nick was like, uh, they're going to O'Hare. And I'm like, Why? <laughs> You should already be at the airport by now. You're all flying to LAX. Uh, You're all going to LA. Yeah, the shower was fun. My aunts were very, very creative. It was thrown by all of my St. Louis aunts. Oh, fun. And they drove up from St. Louis, and it was a tea party. 
So there were these teeny tiny sandwiches and these adorable little cookies. That sounds wonderful. We got the we got cakes from nothing, nothing but bunt, nothing bunt cakes. Yes. There's a, there's a place in LA called Nothing Bunt Cakes. Oh no, this is Nothing Bunt Cakes. Nothing bunt, okay. But they're of these no, wonderful, delicious, yeah, sweet, amazing, teeny tiny bunt cakes. Every time I hear had. the term bunt cake, I, I can't. My inner like nine year old can't help but snicker and say <laughs> butt cake. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But they're delicious. Butt cake is delicious. I don't... Yes, it, well, these are. <laughs> but then the, spe- the, the point is, tea party, and then we had, like, all that these really great. pretty, like, things, and then the centerpieces were Spider-Man. Because <laughs> my aunts were like, what were you thinking for shower? And I was like, maybe a part, like, maybe, a tea party? Maybe. And they're like, okay, well, we're thinking we make it co-ed. What does Nick like? And I'm like, Nick likes Spider-Man. That's wonderful. And they're like, Spider-Man tea party. That's amazing. And I'm like, what? Yes. I just, I, that sounds lovely, but the, the tea party, it sounds absolutely wonderful, but it was hard, it was hard for me to imagine Katrina, who goes to German stately royal museums and wants the kids tour with a crown. It was hard for me to imagine you at a proper tea party, and then you said, there was Spider-Man there, and I was like, that's Katrina that I know. <laughs> it's so true. And then we had to open the presents, and of course I'm like getting all excited and jumping around because they gave me a bread maker. They gave me the Fitbit oh. Maria 2 scale. It measures my body fat. The bread maker, the bread maker is amazing. It the was bread simple. maker I'm really excited about. Listen, my wife really wants. She did a lot of research and chose the model Oh, I she didn't wanted. do that much research. I was just like bread maker. Well, she's, uh, she really enjoys it. So we oh, got, of course she makes the most delicious chocolate chip cookies. Oh, my wife's chocolate chip cookies are amazing. They are. I've really, had them. Really Katrina good. endorsed. So, there's a secret ingredient, which I'm not allowed to tell anybody on pain of death. I have already I'm, told me what it is, I'm but made, maybe I'm, we don't broadcast it. I made that up. On the podcast. Uh, yeah. No, my has really good chocolate chip cookies. Really she does. Uh, so she, oh, the bread maker's great. So, I'm really looking forward to yeah. using it. I just have to write, I feel like I shouldn't use the present until I write the thank you note for the present. That's a fantastic policy. <laughs> So no, right now there's just a pile of presents in our office of like, here's a Black & Decker cordless drill. And like, I can't even open them and start to put them away. We got a new toaster. Um, we got a whole bunch of wooden spoon, like wooden, we basically got a bouquet of wooden utensils. Okay. Like wooden spatulas and wooden spoons and wooden oh, nice. salad tossers. Because you'll, you'll use it every time you cook. Yeah. Like every time I cook, I, I don't know how... I could get away cooking with less than three or four wooden spoons because they all end up dirty in the sink. And it's like, what did I stir? I'm just making mac and cheese. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah. And then we we didn't get these at the shower. I'm hoping we get them for the wedding. I registered for, kid you not, probably like 12 sets of napkins. I've decided we're going to have cloth napkins. See, I am a big fan of cloth napkins. Mm-hmm. And Megan is like, no, we're not going to wash them. We're not. So... You know, I pick my battles and we don't use cloth napkins, but kudos for you. I for d- cloth, once we get them, I'm, I'm positive we shall use them. Placemats, not so much. Once we move, we'll get placemats. I, you know, placemats are nice. I don't know. Placemats to me seems like something a kid needs mm-hmm. when they're splashing around their, you know, their yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we'll need that once we have kids, we'll... We'll, yeah. get the, we'll get the plastic placemats. And there's a part of me that, like, when I have a kitchen table where I can have dinner parties, which, sure. look, you're a podcast, you have no idea what my kitchen table looks like, but my kitchen table is also my kitchen counter, 
so half of it is unusable all the time. Chicago apartment. Do, 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 do. So I'm just like, I'm not putting out placemats on a table that yeah. has to turn into a counter 30 seconds after we eat breakfast. <laughs> right. Like, that's not what's going to happen. You guys doing good china? No. Okay. My aunt, no. My paternal grandmother's china is in storage, and mom was like, do you want this? I'll keep it for you. And I'm like, sure. Cool. I'd rather have heirloom china. That's like, that's nice. But yeah. we, there's no reason to register for good china. We already have two sets of plates. Yeah. And like, once we have kids, we're going to need plastic anyway. <laughs> I don't, I can't store the china. Right. We would use it, what, three times a year? I'm not... I, it was something I grew up with, so I always knew that I wanted it, and Megan didn't grow up with it, so that was, that was the biggest thing. I was like, I, I want us to do this, because I grew up with it. It just made, it made Thanksgiving and Christmas or whatever else special. We, we, well, um, we moved to LA, and we have no room for any, we knew we were going to have no room for any of that, so it's, it's, ours is in storage now, too. When we live in Chicago, though, we try and use ours once mm-hmm. a month. It's, it's just fun. You just you have yeah. dinner, and, you know, you order a pizza, and you eat, you know, eat Giordano's off of your, your good china. Because why not? You have it. It's, have I told it's you fun. what the meal will be for our no, Lou Melati's pizza nice. at the wedding? Sweet. And a cider bar. Oh, oh. Yeah. Is, is Longman, Long, Longman, Longman, Longman. I don't know. We're going to do a cider tasting. Okay. We're going to have a party where we, because I only like sweet cider and Nick doesn't drink at all. So I figure we'll get I six ciders, that. three cider, three sweets and three dry. And then I'll have my friends over and we'll pick our ciders. Nice. Yeah. I'm really excited about it, but no, which my brother, of course, is being my brother. I was like, so we're only going to have a cider bar at the wedding. He's like, so I'll bring my own beer. His, and I'm his like, German honesty says, I, I'm going to have to bring my own pills because yes. this is... But then I was like, and then we're going to have a Chicago deep dish pizza. And he's like, I, bring my own chicken. I will eat the, my pasta. And I was like, who are you? You grew up in Macomb, Illinois, <laughs> sir. You can eat Lou Malnati's. You can, you can have pizza at a wedding. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Trust me. And I'm almost through with my roses. Here's the wedding update for all of my podcast listeners. Do we have a wedding riveted. update? Do we have a wedding update? Th- we should have a wedding update theme song. I don't, I mean, where's my ukulele? We, we should have my a out of tune ukulele. Wedding, Let wedding, me get it. Wedding update corner. Ukulele that is buried behind the wedding presents. Well, that's an added incentive because you can't use them until you've written thank yous and you can't play the uke until well, you've written I have those to thank say, yous my either. My plan to become a traveling bard is now six years old and I have to say my, I, Here have, we go. Not, I have not done well. My, my dog has fleas. My dog has fleas. Yeah, that's actually so too. It has sand in it because the last time the ukulele came out was in San Diego at the beach. At the beach. At the beach. Is this the wedding update song? It is now. It is today. But this is the wedding update song. Uh, So we are on the short blue roses. I probably have about 60 more roses to do. We have made all of the white roses for tower, for flower, for table flowers. Because I'm my own florist. I don't know if you know that. I am my own florist. You are your, okay. I'm making paper roses out of the pages of books. 
Okay, we well, said you were making the flowers, and I'm I was like, I'm making the flowers. Right. And so we have all of the flowers for the tables. Nice. I am working on the short blue flowers, which will be boutonnieres for the groom's person. Nice. Also books? Also books. Nice. And then we, once I'm done with those, I will work on the long white roses for the bride's person's bouquets. And then I have to make the short purple flowers for the bride's person's boutonnieres. And the long purple roses for the bride's bouquet. This has been your wedding update, sponsored by... <laughs> it's your wedding update. Barnes & Noble. <laughs> oh, if only Barnes & Noble would. But did you know we're getting... So we have two weddings. We have the real wedding, which is in a bookstore, and the fake wedding is at Chicago and Ashland. Hopefully no one will crash the fake wedding, y'all. I don't have enough money to feed you all pizza. There will be a Zac Efron cardboard cutout to take photos with. I'm still, I'm still on the fake wedding idea because people I know have done like an international mm. wedding where they get married, and then they go somewhere else and then they do the ceremony again. But what's, mm. uh, what's the rationale behind the fake wedding? So the real wedding is on May first, and that's going nice. to be just like the it's this very small private ceremony because I need my anniversary to be May first, which anyone who knows me will know why. It's May Day. May Day. Yeah. Right. And then we were going to do May 4th, which is a Saturday, so we could have a Star Wars-themed wedding. And then we realized that Sundays were cheaper, so we're having a Star <laughs> Wars-themed wedding, Revenge of the 5th, on Sunday, May 5th. And that will be the... That's the fake wedding, so we'll do the ceremony again with more stuff in it. Okay. Like, that'll be all the readings and the blah, 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 blah. All right. And then we'll go right into the reception. Nice. Yeah. We're just going to, like, exit, no announcing at all, just exit, bride and groom go into the buffet line. And then we'll eat, and then we'll dance, and there's... Great way to great way to do it. And there's going to be a, um, once the buff So we have two separate rooms in the venue. One is, like, the, the room where the ceremony will be, but it's already going to be set up with tables. That's where we eat kind of the You were going to say the dry cider's in this room, the wet cider, the sweet cider's <laughs> in that room. <laughs> no. But then the, the other room is where the buffet will be, and that will then turn into the introvert room where we will have <laughs> games. I desperately want a photo of me in a wedding dress playing Twister. I feel like that would be hilarious. Again, this is this is something that knowing Katrina you can picture absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I would show you pictures. I can show you pictures of my dress. I can't show the internet pictures of my dress yet because Google Monkey could, in fact stumble upon them oh, okay. and then so our wedding the... will be cursed and our right. marriage will flounder it's a fun tradition it's you know megan didn't want me to see to see her in the dress and i said well you know a lot of people are doing pictures beforehand yeah. and she was like no no nope, not doing that and i was like all right yeah good he traditional will see it is me, good he will see me the day i walk into the bookstore like the, <laughs> the when i walk into the bookstore he will see me for the real wedding so, the fake day, the fake wedding, I don't care because we'll have already well, been married yeah. for five days. So same, same dress for both. Yeah. Okay. But and I have heels that are white and very traditional, and then I have R two D two sneakers. So the heels are for the real wedding. They're for both weddings. Okay. They're basically for oh, okay. the part where I have to look like an adult, and then like the second my feet hurt, I'm putting the on the second sneakers. the twister mat comes out. It's oh yeah. R two D two. R two D two sneakers. One hundred percent. And then I've got a, a flower headband for the fake. For the real wedding, and then I'll get a tiara for the fake wedding. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So did you guys not want to just do a justice of the peace for the real No, anniversary? it felt lame. It felt lame. It, it feels very sort of... It 
feels unofficial. I know what you mean. You know, it's like I still wanted to wear a dress, and I yeah. have friends who did the Justice of the Peace, and that that worked for them. But True. and and I always wanted to get married to the Chicago Public Library because I really want a picture of me browsing books in my dress, which is why we really love the idea of this bookstore. What? Which bookstore is it? Volumes Book Cafe, right over in Milwaukee. Okay. Like, a five-minute walk from my house. Sweet. Yeah. It's great. And it's really sweet, and they're really excited about it. And, Lance, there's a Cubs game the weekend of our wedding. So the day before the fake wedding, we all get to go to a Cubs-Cardinals game. Ooh. At Wrigley Field. That's amazing. I know. Isn't it perfect? That's great. So I'm going to need you to show up full Cubs gear. Just plan to be in town the whole weekend. Assuming you can come. I... Uh, I was planning on it. Great. Yeah. Wasn't, <laughs> pl- wasn't planning on skipping it. No, that sounds great. I mean, Cubs game, wedding. I mean, these are all things I enjoy. There's going to be a movie night. Friends, we'll... Cubs, books. I mean, you have me at bookstore. Right? If I'm invited to that one, which if you're like, no, uh, just just family, that's no fine. No offense, but <laughs> we need to keep it soft. That's, no, that's fine. But if you want to, I mean. It's a bookstore, so I'm going to go. visit a bookstore. Go anyway. Yeah. So. But yeah, and then there's going to be a movie night the night before where we'll sh- probably show a Star Wars movie because it will be Star Wars Day. I mean, we're thematically, sure. we're invested <laughs> in the Star Wars theme. I mean, you bought the R2-D2 sneakers, so. I did. They're so great. <laughs> I'm whispering. I don't know if you can hear me, but I love my R2-D2 sneakers. I haven't seen this, the so much. Solo movie yet uh you want to watch it tonight oh spoiler yeah. alert lance is finding the night at our place uh we had it heading down uh on the train in the morning to my folks so by the yeah. time you listen to this i will not be here anymore <laughs> but in case you surprisingly, were surprisingly podcasts do not require the people who are talking to be in the physical space in which they recorded for I, you to listen. We could do this when I'm in L.A. and you're here. Technically, we could. Technically. I feel like that requires far more technology than I have. It requires coordination, which you're planning a wedding, so you've got yeah. enough to coordinate. But if this thing happens, I'll be in San, maybe I'll be in San Diego in 2019. Yeah. And we can have another podcast. We'll find That'd some be, other L.A. alum to talk to. Yeah, which would be great. Yeah. Or you could come down to San Diego finally. Which I need to, because I, cause I met some people this weekend from San Diego, and they're like, oh, it's great. Yeah. The Mexican food, and I'm like, oh, sounds good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on down. We'll go paragliding, which I've never been, and we'll go surfing. That sounds great. Which I've never been. That is on our bucket list. Great. Yeah. Cause no, because it's, right it's right by La Jolla Playhouse. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Done. I'm planning your next vacation, just so you know. I mean, if you want to go ahead and plan it, that's fine. Because it saves me the trouble of having to do it. I'm really good at planning. That's you, how I get through my runs. You Bring are it back full circle, you, Lance. I mean, they call it a stage manager, but <laughs> what you're doing is a is a professional artist, coordinator, planner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what you do for a living. So. Yeah. Here's a question, though. Um, there's something in theater called a run sheet, which mm-hmm. is basically a detailed list of what happens when, what moves when. Will there be a run sheet for the wedding? Uh, there. I mean, there's already a Google Doc with a, like what is happening the day of it needs to be updated but like that's already we're already behind thing like i've already made the list of all the photos we need that day sweet i knew somebody in college uh who was the stage manager for cornell and she she was moving she took another job and she was uh she was bored one evening so she made a run sheet for her move (laughs) <laughs> when all the furniture had to move where they were moving to. It was really, really funny. 
I'm like, that, that kind great. of sounds like my life. I well, mean, I made myself an itinerary for Germany. I was the only person going to Germany, and I made myself an itinerary. It's, it's very German. You're getting into the spirit of things. Yes. Oh my gosh, the Deutsche Bahn was amazing. Oh, the the Bahn is amazing. I got a I got an app, and I would just look on the well, app sure and it would tell me when to yeah. get on the train and what train to get onto and where to transfer. I'm so old. It that was fantastic. When I lived in Germany, there was no such thing as an app. Oh, that's so, true. You are. Yeah, we are that old, and that is the we last are time that you old. lived in Germany. <laughs> when I when I moved to Germany for my year, nobody knew what nine eleven was. I mean, oh, other than the day. Right, right, right. Yeah, we um. Yes, I did it, everyone. I threw my Kleenex successfully into the trash can in one book. Which means that Katrina gets five bonus wedding points. Yay! I just made that up. I don't know what that is. Well, I mean, you have been married. Do you have advice for the wedding day? Uh, for the wedding day, the only uh, the only advice I would give you is make sure you have some time, however long it needs to be, however long you want it to be, where you can just stop. Look into each other's eyes and just say happy wedding day to each other. Megan and I, um, we um, we wanted our wedding party to be able to sit with their significant other mm-hmm. or family, whatever it was. So we had a sweetheart's table where it was just the two of us. And I really liked it because it wasn't long. We didn't get to eat a lot of food, but we just, we got a plate of food. We sat down mm-hmm. and we just spent a few minutes eating and talking and just looking into each other's eyes and just soaking in that moment for our wedding day. Because you know, everything else is, is just going to be a blur. Mm-hmm. And we've got so many great memories um, from our wedding. But still, it's, it's, it's a blur. Everything happens so fast and there's so much planning and it's just one thing after another after another. So that would be my advice is just take some time whatever that looks like for you two, just to have to yourself just the two of you. That That's it. And also, I mean, I'm, I'm sure everything will be planned immaculately and executed immaculately. Well, what? Mostly because I'll have Katie Beeks actually executing it. Which is amazing. Um, but the other, the other piece of advice would be that nobody's going to know what you don't get done for the wedding. There were some things for our wedding that we didn't get finished. Um, and nobody's going to ever know what those things were. They're just going to go and have a great time and celebrate, uh, you two. And that's that. So if mm-hmm. something doesn't make it, um, just, you know, chuck it in the car and forget about it and go have a great time. Mm-hmm. That would be, would be peace too. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if you can think of any Star Wars ideas for a wedding, let me know. Uh, the first thing that came to mind was the Death Star exploding. So that's maybe not the way to start a marriage. Maybe. I mean, we could have a Death Star pinata that everyone smashes. That'd be fun. Not a bad idea. Not a, not the worst idea. Should we I've put ever that had. in the introvert room? Maybe. If it went in the introvert room, though, you'd have to have people. Uh, right. There's a part of me that's like maybe at the end of the night, but then I'd have to pay for rigging. I'd have to pay for rigging to hang the Death Star pinata. Wow, this was just very exciting. I'm going to run this by Google Monkey. We You're might, right. We might have to have a Death Star pinata. Right. Or maybe we do that at the movie night the day before. That'd be good, too. And then you wouldn't have to pay anything else for the venue. you know? Right. I mean, we'd still have to figure out how to hang it. That's the problem. What? Hang it. I mean, you know, if you want to go the simple route, uh, you get Lance to make you a balloon pinata. Yeah. You know, which is, you know, which is the size of a balloon. Mm-hmm. I fill it mm-hmm. with... Um, 
yellow, orange, and red pieces of candy, so it looks like the Death Star explosion. Mm-hmm. And Lance also gets a broomstick or a fishing pole and just dangles it or whatever. You know, that's the that's the cheap cheapo rama route. Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll think about this. We'll th- we'll continue to think about this. I am really excited about this Death Star pinata I'm, idea. I'm happy it was the I'm first thing really that came to mind. Excited. I don't know how to make it happen, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking about wedding um, theme Star Wars, what well, you've got your intro music covered. Well, the the entire do, ceremony do, will be scored. Do, 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 mm-hmm. So that's that's your intro music. Yeah, and I figure the final like I now pronounce them husband and wife, or wife and husband, depending on how feminist we want to be, um, will be the Ewok celebration song, Jump Jump. <laughs> and then I figure the officiant. Our own Corey Pisiniak will enter to the oh, Emperor's March. Oh, I she was officiating. That's yeah. amazing. Very cool. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah. And then we'll, like, my entrance will probably be to the Princess Leia theme. Maybe. We'll see. Because I was, I was imagining... Or maybe the Indiana Jones theme. I don't know. Well, I thought it would be kind of cool if you're... If the music is from that scene where they get the medals at the end of mm-hmm. The New Hope... Mm-hmm. So you sort of walk in together. I yeah. don't know. That was the first thing that came to mind. We'll see. We'll I see. need to. I need to just download the. Um. What am I trying to say? The soundtrack. I just need to buy all of these songs, and then I can put them on my iPod. Yep. And then you can you can see what feels right mm-hmm. for your intro. Sounds good. Yeah, everything's good. All right. Well, that feels like a natural stopping point, dear podcast listeners. Nice. I can't pause it yet because my computer. There we go. All right. Lance, last words, final words. Um, oh, sweet home Chicago. Nice to be home. I miss Megan. It's going to be, you know, a little less than two weeks mm-hmm. apart from her. Uh, so that stinks, but it's nice to be back in the Midwest, back to sweet home Chicago. So, good to be home. Yes. Well, welcome home. We're Thank excited you. to have you back. Also, this has been Ethical Rioting. We never end this podcast the same way twice. Everyone remember to flip your tables does back the gourd, up. Does the gourd set your table? Maybe that's what I should say. Maybe this has been ethical writing. Remember to reset your tables after you flip them. Please set your tables into the full and upright position. Right, say goodbye to Pepe. Bye, Pepe.